I'm Commander Shepard, and BGS is my favorite radio show on the Citadel. Here's Video Game Sophistry, your one-stop shop for video games, news, reviews, and time-wasting fun. Hold on. Where am I? <laughs> Shadow Moses. Shadow Moses. Well, video game yeah, reference. Going up the tower. This is, please shut up. This is Video Game Sophistry, the weekly show. I'm the bloviator himself, Mr. Andy Burkowski. I'm joined this week, as I have been for the last few weeks, by one Richard Jellison. Hello. Anything else to say about yourself, Rich? <laughs> Hello. Thanks for that, Travis. Great. Anton Mack, what hey, about you? <laughs> I'm here, as per usual. As not per a, usual. Not a guest, an actual Well, I, yeah, well, I wouldn't call you guys guests. I'm just saying you're a guest in, like, my heart right now. Aww. Yeah. I don't believe it. Nope. Uh, and uh, Mr. Hyatt. What is guest in your heart supposed to mean? It means that I think positive thoughts about you, and I wish uh, That's good things. That's not true. All right. So Most what's? tell us something about you. Tell the class a little about you. I'm here. No, but, like, your personality. Present. He is also here. No, oh, my side, my other side. So you would definitely have a split person. Like you're definitely. Like I would half probably killer. say so. Depends on how much coffee I have when I wake up. <laughs> like ocelot and liquid snake. Not even close. Whoa! Get what we're talking about, Anton. Uh, Pokemon. Close. <laughs> close enough. Metal Gear Solid turned three zero this week. Thirty years since that dangerously insane human being Hideo Kojima decided it would be a good idea for all of us to get terrified when we hear this sound. I had to turn down for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Do you remember the first time you heard that? Uh, yeah. Shortly Please tell us more. <laughs> well, it, was in the, it was in the first Metal Gear Solid. I'll just say this now, even though it's <gasps> yeah, for the... I assume it was in the game, <laughs> not just walking down the street. Oh, that's a beautiful he, flower. Oh, the 30th anniversary <laughs> is for like the original Metal Gear, I'm though, hungry. on the MSX. <laughs> So for most people, they went into I have solid. To go to the bathroom, and everybody, and everybody shit themselves when they heard that for the first time. When they heard what? That exclamation point. Okay, so you remember it? Yeah, it was right. It was on the first screen. Regrettably, <laughs> wow, I heard. I know. Stop. <laughs> I heard Don't it shortly after. Me. Whose footprints are these? And You're the one who didn't hide from him then. I didn't know he was going to follow my footprints. Anton, do you have any uh, recollection of this noise? So. I didn't start playing Metal Gear Solid until, like, I'd say early 20s. Ooh. Yeah. So it was already, like, what, 15 to 20 years old by that yeah, point. Yeah, but the first time I ever heard that sound was, um, what was it? It was the orchestra video game thing that Tommy Tallarico uh, was Oh, Tommy of. T. Yeah. God, video games live. That was the coolest thing. So I won tickets off of a radio station, and they sent it to me. Whoa. And I was just like, this is amazing, because I was a really big fan of yeah. um, um, Final T. Fantasy. And Tommy Tallarico is just... He seems yeah, cool. He, seems he does seem cool. Yeah. Him and Victor Lucas really did shape like Canadian video game coverage. Oh, so great. I yeah. love them. They did. And yeah. even I we got a minute because we try and we try operating Canada, but those guys level above. Level above. They're like the Olivia Munn and that other douchebag that was on Attack of the Show, but for us. Adam Savage. No. Kevin Kevin Pereira. That's it. I like Kevin Pereira. He's a good dude. Yeah, well, I could tell you guys got a lot of similar qualities. So we're celebrating 30 years. Of Metal Gear. It's been 30 years since that insane man made this. And we thought 
it would be appropriate to go over some of the different, I guess, fondest memories that we've had on the list here. I uh, tasked these guys with making a list. Richard has three or four things. And then Travis yep. just added uh, the elevator thing. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? I would really <laughs> love to understand what that is. Yes, please. Okay, first of all, I wrote one thing because you told us to pick one thing. Richard was just like... So, you, so you're claiming that you actually did uh, what you were supposed to do and Richard is just a failure. Yes. Well, not directly, but... Not, but you're just So the elevator thing, um, it takes place again in the first Metal Gear Solid. It happens after you destroy the Hind D helicopter. Spoilers. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Travis! How am I supposed to lead into it without saying what happened? All right, before happened? we begin, I want you to, I want you to look at the camera, okay? <laughs> All right, get started. Get started. Go ahead with your story. So he goes back down the tower, um, the communications tower, and he Who gets does? on the elevator. Metal Solid Gear? Snake. Metal okay. Gear, yes, exactly. Hideo <laughs> Kojima. He Metal plays Gear. the Metal Gear himself. <laughs> Mr. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. And uh, he calls for the elevator, and the warning for the weight limit goes off, and he doesn't understand and it because he he's hear? the only one. He doesn't hear anything because that sound doesn't play in that scene. So it goes off. He looks at it. He's just like, what? And then, a few seconds later, his buddy Otacon calls him through the codec, and he tells him, hey... What are these words? Otaku convention. By the way, there is a sneaking suit I was going to get for you to make this whole thing a breeze, except it's gone. And he's just like, oh, okay, well, what happened to that? It's just like, I guess they were stolen. Speaking of which, that elevator you're in, it went off, didn't it? It's like, yeah, but I'm only like... 200 pounds and this thing has a weight limit of here we go what was it 1300 pounds and it's like oh my god the guys who took the suits these sneaking suits that turn them invisible are in there with you holy shit defend yourself well what was cool about the scene though is that like when he says that the suits were gone everything kind of just pauses and he's just like oh shit What's going on here? And then, the, and then the tension builds up as you can. The only thing you can hear is the elevator going down. Oh. And then as they, you know, they realize what's going on, the music gets intensely louder. Hey. And right when Otacon says, "Look out!" Like the screen, the the fa- his face comes out. Is that what out. we hear? Yeah, exactly. Do his we hear that? Face, is that did I do it right? His face comes out of the codec. He's just like, "Oh shit, get out of there!" And it's just it's disturbing because you don't see it coming. He looks like he's gonna eat your face. You know what, Travis? We got let's <laughs> give a round of applause. That was a mental picture, Travis. It was. It was you one of the most a- tense parts of the game, and I don't even think it was really intentional. But I don't know, shit like that stuck with me. I really like that, Travis. Again, one more time, Mr. Hyatt. Just a little, a little polite clap. Uh, we're gonna skip Anton and go to Rich. What about you? What do you, do you remember? Because you guys, you and Travis are always fucking talking about yeah, this I, stupid I love game. So um, go ahead. Thanks. <clears throat> well, there's a couple things. Um, it's no, no, there isn't. It's, it's one <laughs> thing. No, there is a one thing. Uh, your one favorite thing. My, you look at the 30 year legacy of this insane, anemic man and what he's created. You're choosing one component of that. Metal Gear Survive. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I once had to explain the plot of Metal Gear to my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Wait, okay, wait, wait. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. I once had to explain the plot of Metal Gear to my girlfriend. And for some I'm, context, is she a gamer? Yeah, she she okay. just hasn't okay, played but, Metal Gear. Okay, also, for okay. context, is that Metal Gear is one of the most convoluted stories you could Thanks, possibly Thanks, Travis. Yeah. So, like, Travis, I'm, <gasps> I didn't know that. I'm so surprised. <laughs> for context. <laughs> like, I'm playing through Metal Gear Solid Five. and she's like, where is this in the games? All right, hold on, hold on. We're saying a lot of like and is. Wow, who thinks we should do a little bit of role play here? A little oh, bit of RP? Man. Yes. 
Yes, okay. hand up. So hand up for all of us. So even Travis. Um, you can play you, okay. I think. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I think I got the acting chops. I think I can play his girlfriend. Uh, give me the Go voice. right ahead. My best? Yeah, your best right. voice. Go. Spot on. That's gross. <laughs> it's it's kind it's of surprising. <laughs> All right. So, but that's that's like a very emphatic version of your girlfriend. I mean, yeah. normally she just. Okay. So go ahead. Let's go through this one by one. You're activating it. people's. Uh, uh, go ahead. That was great. Yeah. Go ahead. <sighs> I don't, I don't want to so do this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Stop. You're, you're, you're scaring me. So you, please, honey. Oh, this is the real one, okay? I'm not going to insult your girlfriend. Oh, Richard, you look great with your glasses and pocket squares. Um, can you tell me about this game that's all Japanese and weird, sweetheart? Okay, look, her favorite game is like Zelda, so she's not uh, a stranger to Japanese. No, you're breaking out of the role. I'm getting out of the immersion, okay. God damn it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Party yeah, foul. yeah, babe, let me describe the plot to you. Oh. I don't know <laughs> so if this here. will work, guys. I don't think, Richard, we gotta talk. <laughs> so, in, so, in, so Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, there's a boat, and then it explodes. But on that boat it is also, a robot. There's a boat, okay. All right. And on that boat is a robot. And then the main character kind of dies, but he doesn't really die. And okay, comes... so hold on. There's a robot boat. <laughs> and It's like a transformer. Play, and who do you play as? The boat or the robot? You play as Metal Gear himself. You play as Mr. Metal Gear. Mr. Metal Gear. And then he he dies, but he doesn't really die. I and think he comes you're back. not telling me what's happening real. <laughs> I think you're making a mockery of this uh, I think you're circumstance. Not letting him talk, for God's sake. All right, this and is then, out of character. Travis, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then there's a big yellow uh, uh, water pur purification plant, and okay. under that is secretly a bigger Mr. Metal Gear. Oh, all right. And so, you play as an effeminate white guy who says, Colonel, we have managed to avoid drowning. Whoa. Is that good? Does that? I don't was, know. <laughs> it was out. If you, hey, listen, if you thought that was good, please give us a message below. <laughs> Mount Snake uh, more. Hashtag, um, yeah. Hashtag yeah. So that sounds great. Cool. So what's the point of the game? Uh, it's to sneak and win. Wow. This definitely is something I want to check out. She never did. This is a great, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. A, I can, I can <laughs> tell that from terribly. that explanation that she didn't. Um, oh. Anton, do you have a favorite moment in those 30 years? Is there a not really? No, really not really. Like I only recently started playing. Like, did you Phantom Paint it? Yeah. Yeah. Did it you was, end up beating it? It was cool. No, not no. Really. Who beats? No one beats Phantom Pain. Come on. Yeah. Nobody beats Phantom Pain. It's no. stuck with you forever. Come yeah. On. No one beats it. No one beats that or Mass Effect or <clears throat> Mass Effect Andromeda or any of those. Spyro. Everyone, okay, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I think that now, again, everyone, let's give our love a round of applause to Hideo. Thank you for giving us this beauty, this love. Speaking of beauty and love. What's new, Pussycat? We're bringing him back, Tom Jones himself. This is our weekly feature because, listen, it's hard to remember when games are coming out. You know, there's always new ones, not so much during the summer, so it's a little bit of slim pickings now. But this is to help you remember the games that are coming out if you're more casual or just wondered where that uh, came from. Number one is actually a kind of a big release. It could be like the summer game because there's not a lot of big summer games coming out. Uh, Mr. Jellison, what am I referring to? 
Oh, me. Uh, probably Splatoon 2. <laughs> I'm not your girlfriend anymore. Oh, it's yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Not, I, I know. I was immersed. I listen. It happens. I We locked eyes and there was I some just, electricity. I felt, I felt something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Split- I, th- I started to like your fingernails and your pink hair and it was like, whoa. So, Splatoon 2, Splat Harder, Electric Boogaloo, The Quickening is Sorry, coming out. Sorry, one more time for all that. Splatoon 2, Splat Harder, Electric Boogaloo, The Quickening Ooh. is coming out on the Nintendo Switch, only the Switch, not coming out of the Wii U, on July uh, 21st. Uh, so it's, next Friday. It's coming out next Friday. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I got it pre-ordered. Uh, I didn't get to play the Splatfest because I was doing stuff for Andy, but it's fine. Um, no problems there. Very upset. I'm very excited. This I have is my the, Switch on me. Okay, but this is kind of a big deal for Switch users, right? Like this yeah. is this is kind of this. What else? What other games do you got? You got this and you got Arms. We got Arms and Zelda and Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people have already played Mario Kart. So if this doesn't <laughs> kill it, I think Zelda uh, Nintendo could be in a bit of trouble. Well, I just put a hundred hours into Zelda, so I don't know. Yeah, but I, either way, uh, this is this is really big because not only is there a big single player story mode like there was in the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also horde mode, which you can also do like single player and like survive and do the waves yeah. and waves and waves of combat, and that's something to do, of course, when you're not playing with your friends. Uh, and then it's got the online modes of a bunch of different ways besides being, you know, like in in on an internet connection in your house, you'll be able to do near fields land parties, right? Basically, land parties, but you don't need the land parties, baby. You don't need a, you don't need a modem for it because <gasps> Nintendo does all that NFC whatever. So hold on, if me and my chums all have a Switch, you boys, and me and my boys, that's much better than chums. Uh, went to good really. old Jamie's house after school to play yep. the game. We don't need to know his Wi-Fi password. No, it, the Nintendo DS and wow. all of their other things did the same thing, where you could just play on a local wireless thing. So do you guys give any fucks about this? I do more so than the first one just because it actually seems like they're trying to do something interesting. Well, that seems like a shot they, across the bow of the they first They seem one. to have know. killed off a main character from the first one. They don't die in Splatoon. Okay, no, but like, there's like the This cyst, is a kid's game. Okay, you turn into, you turn into you paint. Turn into I know, squid. but like in the story mode, I assume it's going to figure out, but like there's two like idol girls that are like the main two characters of like the big Splatfests and everything, and yeah, one of them is yeah, just completely missing. <gasps> so like the plot of the main story mode is going to be, did she die? I, I hope that Splatoon 2's plot is not thinking about the murder of some of its characters. I'd like to, I'd like to get dark. I sincerely hope it doesn't do that. <laughs> Splatoon 2, dark and gritty. Yeah, I don't think we need, like, yeah, the it gritty into, version. It turns into noir. The grounded <laughs> version. I don't think we need that I for mean, Splatoon. The lore, the, the lore behind it, though, isn't it already just, like, these are mutated Kids. What do you mean the yeah. lore behind it? This There's is like lore. nuclear mutated fish people. Yeah, remember the Switch launch that Lunatic was up on stage talking about Splatoon and he had to squid and he couldn't get through his lines? Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to follow through. <laughs> <laughs> now what about the fact that they're bringing in um, some kind of very uh, primitive version of voice chat? Oh, uh, okay. Because that was one of the big things that a lot of kid gamers and, and parents of kid gamers really liked. The fact that they could play a shooter, quote unquote, and not be accosted by people screaming the N-word and about how fat and close to death you are. So in, in <laughs> the personal. first one. That one was a little personal. In the, in the first one, there was no voice chat or anything. You had to do it over like Skype or, or Discord wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. But now you do it through a phone app that connects through it's kind of really convoluted like how it's going to connect to your switch and then to the headset in order for voice chat to be in the game so you're better off just using discord again um but there's voice chat and party matchmaking lobby things on the app connected through your nintendo account i guess i mean yeah it's the weird phone thing yeah you gotta put the 
the end of the cords in and out of the phone. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope I don't it know how many people are going to do that specifically. I hope it doesn't take away from a lot of kids getting into this because I think it's a fun way to learn how to play these games. Because like, I, I'm sure I you'll know, be able to turn it off. My, like my girlfriend has a 10 year old brother and he really wants to play Call of Duty. He really wants to play Battlefield and he shouldn't be because it's a really poisonous environment and it's really shitty. But the thing is about Splatoon to be there as a kid. And so, not... yeah, that's why it's great. So you could bring like 10 and younger to play this game, learn those skills and those mechanics without being accosted. It's not even all about killing each yeah, other. No, no, it's, it's about, about painting the ground, yeah, which is very, but it, you know, shooter mechanics, essentially. It teaches you. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. Are you guys going to play together? Are you going to splat together? Yes. Not in that way, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot my colorful goo. All right. Oh, That's boy. perfect one. Anton Mack. Uh, we go from Richard's colorful goo oh, God. to uh, Anton Mack. What's, uh, what it's else purple, is coming by the way. The next so oh. on July 18th, Delicious. which is the Tuesday coming up, yeah. we have Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles coming out on the oh, PS4 finally. and PC. So I'm going to read this, this that Travis wrote, but it <laughs> takes place in the world of Gamia. Gamia? Is it Gamia? Gamia? It's the land of games, idiot. Oh, clearly, clearly. But this hero of this world basically helps out residents by farming, fishing, cooking, and to gain their trust while continuing to travel the world. Well, sounds like Rune Factory. Yeah, it just sounds like shit. <laughs> All right, did you see any pictures uh, of this, though? I don't know. I'm not a fan. I, you don't like the... You like Animal Crossing, though, I thought. No. Oh. So well, I made the looks... I made the mistake about uh, buying Animal Crossing for my flight to Vegas, yeah. and then when I got to Vegas, I traded it in at the GameStop there wow. to get another game. See, that's <laughs> what a crazy Vegas trip. What I also won five thousand dollars, but oh, like, we're just gonna talk about that later. Yeah, I don't want to hear about what you did with prostitutes there. Um, <laughs> it, so it's built by Prideful Sloth, which is uh, a programmer from Rocksteady of yeah. all places. Oh yeah. And Activision. I don't know. I see that it looks pretty charming. Yeah, it does have some charm to it. It seems a little cool, but I don't know. It feels like kind of a rehash of genres we've already had in the past. Stardew, oh. but 3D. I think 3D. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. at the right yeah. screenshots. I wouldn't mind that. I, yeah, you know, I, did you guys get into Stardew Valley? My girlfriend's really into it. I can't stand it. I heard the soundtrack can't stand really you. Good. I've been in her skin yeah, for a moment, good. and it's bad. Go ahead, Travis. Last one. Uh, so, we have... <laughs> Yeah, this is about you knew it was going to happen, right? Like, <laughs> you yeah, but he had to pull just up to his throw notes. it straight at me without any warning beforehand. We did talk about this in prep. So you knew that got... after Anton, you would come because there's three other people here. And so it'd be we've purple. got Lone oh. Echo. Lone Ooh. Echo, that is. Ooh. What's for that For the Oculus up? Rift on July 20th, Ooh. which is Thursday. Um, I guess the basic idea is that you're this sentient robot deep in outer space. Ew. I don't like the way I said that. Um... I'm pretty and sure Richard just said he has purple cum, so I think you're space. all right. <laughs> and your your movement is based around, you know, the Richard's non-gravity. Purple cum. Perfect game. 10 out of 10. We'll the buy. non-gravity effects of being in outer space while you're having the heft and weight of being a robot. It's a little weird to describe because it's Oculus Rift. Everything's yeah. first person. That's basically just the way to experience it. But the idea is that you're constructing your ship and... You're just doing space stuff. It the one thing you are missing is that it really looks um, kind of like an interactive movie. Like it's not these aren't cartoony graphics or animations whatsoever. No, that is a good so, point. Yeah, it looks a little bit like you're in the movie uh, Interstellar. I, oh, I was gonna say Gravity, which is ironic because that's what this is all about. With yeah, uh, I was gonna my, get to that. Girl, that's immediately the me of. Oh no, the description itself just kind of feels like a tech demo. Isn't the like Oculus Rift? Yeah, all but a tech Oculus demo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. 
I don't know. It looks like a cool tech demo, though. At the there very we go. Least. Cool tech demo. So that's your games. The next seven days. Next up, let's get to some news. This week in gaming. This week for News of the Week, we actually get to talk about a Pokemon story for the first one. Woo, baby. Yeah, I'm not excited for it. God damn it. It's the Safari Zone. Okay, you kind of ruined yeah, my you, there a little bit. Uh, that was... Now, yeah, it's the fucking Safari over, Zone. <laughs> Bury the lead. Okay, so what's happening is what's this happening? week. On July 22nd in the city of Chicago, it's the Pokemon Go Fest. <gasps> And uh, during the day, this is from uh, Kotaku's story outlining what Niantic is doing for their game Pokemon Go. There will be three challenge windows in which trainers everywhere will work alongside those in Chicago to unlock global rewards. During the challenge windows, trainers in Grant Park will attempt to unlock perks for Pokemon Go players around the world by catching certain types of Pokemon. Each Pokemon will be tied to a different sort of perk. So trainers at the park will need to carefully choose which Pokemon they catch. Will those in attendance try to catch an Electro-type Pokemon? I'm reading a press release here. I'm not just, like, <laughs> asking you this question. To reduce the distance to require to has eggs? Or will Grass-type Pokemon to increase Stardust bonuses? Or another Pokemon? Joining the action and find... This is a very poorly written <laughs> press no release. Kidding. They because they shit. went they went hard with the information and then decided at the end to be like a little bit of flavor, and that doesn't work usually. Yeah, no, and especially when they said, "Are they going to do this for this very specific reason, like a grass type to make sure the battery life lasts longer?" Well, yeah, that's that's how they're they're writing it in here. Like each there's six different types and like they they yeah. equal different things. They give you different bonuses, so whatever is happening in Chicago is going to change the world, and then after that, uh, things are changing, right? They're taking this show on the road, so to speak. Right, Rich? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's going to happen is uh, a bunch of different things are going to happen all over the Europe uh, on August 5th, the 2017. Uh, <laughs> We're going to the Europe, it's, it's folks! Gonna be, it looks like a bunch of different malls. Does your passport say the Europe on the it? The Europe. Uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be at a bunch of different malls around Europe. Um, and there's going to be one in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, there's going to be one what's in that? Uh, what's that? Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh, I thought you said Denmark. Yeah, I thought you Denmark. said Denmark. Uh, and there's going to be one at a mall in Prague in the Czech Republic. Uh, then on the 12th of August, you're going to have one in Stockholm, Sweden. So, and- yeah, we don't have to go through all of them. Oh, okay. Basically, it's it's what's happening in Chicago, but in different places around Yeah, Europe. basically. Yeah. And then there's a big jump between the 12th and September 16th, Ooh, which is going to be like in Germany, Well, France, the Pokemon got arrested. You know, they got arrested a little bit. I mean, if you're playing the game, they're always on that grind. Yeah, but that's what I mean. They got to they take a rest. Uh, you have some work with Nintendo, Anton. Are we going to get I any of these? All. He's worked directly with Nintendo. <laughs> Are, is there going to be any of these uh, in T.O.? Um, no. nothing that has been announced as of yet. So. so we won't get a chance to help out our Czech Republic friends. No, not God. at all. And Japan's having some kind of cool. They're having a Pikachu outbreak, which is kind of redundant because I thought that was just what their culture is anyway. Ugh. Pikachu? Yeah. Like Pikachu is the encompassing yeah. visual of If their... an alien came to Earth and you said, oh, what are these people on this island? What do they believe in? That is Pikachu. it a Bushido culture that has lasted for thousands of years or different ways to cultivate food? No. It's a fucking electric rat. That's what I would show them. No, you just show them Bill Wirt's history of Japan and you're fine. I know, but we can't do that because we don't want to put his video on ours and lose some money. So we're not going to do that. Um, 
This is exciting because this is essentially what they're trying to do to make Pokemon Go Safari Zones for real. Mm, I think Safari it's their, I think it's their attempt to make Pokemon Go relevant again. Yeah, well, obviously that's all they're doing because yeah. it's completely irrelevant in every sort of way. But the Safari Zone add to this game is kind of a big deal for me because I still remember this is story time now. Oh. A slightly pudgy. Looking into the camera on that one, so everyone knows that I might have been undervaluing my pudginess. Uh, fourth grader was just just chilling in the tall grass and safari zone. What does he get but Taurus? A Taurus. Taurus is pretty cool. Taurus is very cool. It was so cool that it was the talk of the playground. And I all think the other kiddies wanted to trade me. They're being like, what about this Charizard? What about this Blastoise? He's level 99. No. And I kept it. Which ironically kind of made it not as valued because then people are like, fuck, Andy's not going to trade this shit. Let's leave him alone in the dirt. I think they don't want to be your friends anymore. I think no, that's bull, happen. Andy. Kick I mean, him off the fair. show. Okay. So, it's the hardest one to catch, isn't it? It's, I think Scizor is the same in blue, but in red. No, it's the hardest one to catch. I'm pretty sure Kangaskhan is the hardest one to catch. Fuck Scizor. Kangaskhan. Scizor was an even Scyther, I meant. One. All right. Yeah. So who here, or who here has played Pokemon Go? Speak. Richard, it's a fucking radio Trav. show. We have a cam. We have cameras. Look, it's there's one much. there. There's one there. Okay, no, but for those you're who breaking don't see the mystery of it all. <laughs> if you're not Damn watching it. on YouTube, Shit. go to YouTube.com/slash/videogame. Stop history. ruining the narrative. Okay. Anyways. We've all played Pokemon oh, Go. He plays Pokemon Jesus. Go every day. <laughs> I played so, it for about two days. So you played it for a couple. Um, what about you? I played it for about like three weeks. I yeah. Say. Were you pretty? Were you given some good laps around? Like walking around. That's what I meant. Yes. Okay. Call me fat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've I've I actually had a route in my area. Okay. Because my area is is literally like one massive block comprised of like little subsections. Ooh. So you walk through that area and there's a bunch of Ghastly, which is really cool because he's one of my favorite Pokemon. There you go. But other than that, no Pokemon Go sucks now. Why? Okay. Why does it suck now? Because so, I think it sucked to begin with. It's not as if it changed the mechanics. To it was different it when you got less. to play with people, though. Like, I played it for two, three months because I had friends in my you area. Had two, three months? Yeah, the thing is, like, there was a stop. What do you like, do at that wait, point? Wait, okay, there. so, like, I, I've, I have yeah. my friends and whatever. We try to do things, Team Instinct. Um, like, but, <sighs> like, I, I, got, I, got, I had friends that I could walk around Ching Park with. and Ching Park, yeah. Ching Park so, like, was I had place. a big place for, for that. And, like, there were yeah. so many people there and there were so many people, like, to meet and do things with. And, like, I like was out with friends and doing that kind of thing and played it at work. And it was just, it was a thing to do. I, like, like I it was think, just a game, but for man. Three, what happened after the two-month period? Because that's a long time. You were much more of a hanger-on because I felt that I was um, also playing fatigue. it a bit before Canada even got it because I'm an American and I had my American account. I do remember. Right? I do remember so, you're in the show showing us and we're like, "What is this loser?" Yeah, but it turned out. Uh, loser. But I mean, I just it was something to do. Like it got me out and about. And you so, know, why aren't you playing now, though? I I got other things to do. I'm too busy. Coming Not from, really. We're playing. We're talking about video games here. Like I we always s- got time. I have a hundred hours in Zelda now. Come on. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. Like, what could they have done? Because we all kind of agree that this game didn't have the legs to do. Hold a second, on Travis. Yeah, we had to have the legs for the game, Andy. That's yeah. the point of it. Oh, I, it's, it's fucking great, man. Um, <laughs> it's a good pun. <laughs> Coming from somebody who spent like two hours with it, what they could have done to make it a little bit more worth my time is to not have as many like starter Pokemon, not have to catch them over and over and yeah. over and over again to get more to show up. 
That was actually pretty much all the problems I had. With <laughs> <laughs> what about? And no, I want a battle. Too many like, drowsy. I think it needed a battle system. It needed yeah. a very clear. Me and Anton meeting up in the park. Bring your best diglet because you know. <laughs> well, see, even you after, know that I got a Chauncey baby, so you better come correct, son. Even yeah, after the I'll battle system was my, implemented, I'll just bring my Game Boy with an yeah. actual diglet. I know, but that's a little different. Everyone has phones, and like that's why Pokemon Go worked because it was yeah. so accessible. And if they added. I understand why they didn't, because it does promote like bullying on the playground if you had the ability to, you know, battle. But I think that is the one m- most severe flaw that Pokemon Go had. If that still was there, I think many of us would still be playing it now, because it's more of an actual game as yeah. opposed to a collecting. System. I think it has it now, though. You can battle other people. I think so. Got, uh, I don't like think. I want like hard facts. No, oh, you can do it at like think, um. Yeah, you can do it at like gyms, gyms and that was the like whole thing. you take yeah. over the gym and then your NPC sits there and battles any competitors. Like as as the resident Pokemon expert. Yeah, go right ahead, sir. The problem with this game is that there was nothing to do after the first week. You yeah. capture so there. Original set of Pokemon was 151, uh, starting off with Bulbasaur, ending off with Mew, right? Mm-hmm. But about seven of those Pokemon you can't catch originally right off the bat. That includes the legendary birds, that includes Mewtwo and Mew, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then you just got bored of catching the same pokes over and yeah. over until, like, what, four, five, six months down the road, they're like, okay, we're releasing Generation 2 now. You can yeah. re- catch those ones. By then, most people already dropped off. And now they're doing the Safari Zone, and it's a it's a good idea. It's just all a little too late at this point. Do you think that it's because, because we know that um, they're making some kind of, not Niantic, but the Pokemon brand is, we had a tease of it, I think, last week, actually, yeah. that there is a new Pokemon game coming out. Coming out for the Switch. Yeah, so there is something, and it's going to be RPG-ish, yeah. I believe. They've mm. So, I mean, it's always RPG. But... I know, but they could have, I don't know, Pokemon Stadium, that's not exactly... RPG. Okay, There's never been I a guess. home console Pokemon game that was anything like the handheld. Yeah, and that's what Coliseum was. Needing. I guess it still had more of. A Let's s- not get story into a Poka argument on this, you idiots. I just Poka. think that maybe the reason that the uh, the brand ambassadors are not putting as much resources behind this is because they have that new game coming out. They have this new one to actually put their money behind, and uh, yeah, I think Pokemon Go made its money. You know, it's a great success story, but maybe it's just that these games can't are not really meant to be played for every day for months at a time it's something that you consume during the summer i still work with somebody who's playing it to this day like has the watch and everything so what do they do though like it's just they uh, They just catch and fight and i understand the mechanics there's raid battles and stuff now like i don't know like they do do raid battles they play the game there's like raid bosses or something i guess Oh shit! You're Ray taking Bo- like on World of Warcraft, yeah, like yeah, Max kinda. Maris. We're all going I, I in guess there. So, but like, the, I, I don't the know. The Four Horsemen. She she's playing the game still. I don't know how to describe it. Besides, she is on it every day still a year after launch. Wow. Is she your girlfriend? Because no. we already had her on the show no. before. <laughs> no. And she did kill her. We might have to get her on more permanently. <laughs> Please. Um. So yeah. Tell overall, me. this is not something that's going to get you involved. No chance. Nope. Jesus no. Jesus no. Don't invoke the Nazarene. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want to. The, uh, the next story that we want to talk about. Um, all of us here play a lot of early access games. Uh, they're some of my favorites because they're cheap. They're usually really fun to play. And you can get a few hours of delicious gaming in without spending 60 bucks. You know, that, that works more for my life as someone that talks about games to play a lot of different ones. The idea of spending 70 bucks and playing a game for a week at a time you kind of 
leave that for the games that really matter. You know, like I'm not going to do that for every single one. And that's why I like early access. One of those games that I did play many years ago was Ark, now known Survival Evolved. Ooh. The sequel to Halo. Uh, that is not. Yeah, no, don't to listen to him. Yeah, don't listen to it. Just as a general rule, when Richard speaks, that's when you could go to the bathroom. Unless my <laughs> stuff is actually relevant and good. No. Yeah, unless, yeah, unless Hell Freeze is over, then yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, the reason why this one much-beloved early access game that is one of the most successful, five million people are playing it and have ownership of it, and that number has not been going down. It still is going up. Originally, this was a $30 game. Last week, the developers from Studio Wildcard announced that it's getting a price increase on Steam from $30 to 60 and their reasoning was to ensure with retail parity, basically match the price of the upcoming console versions. The game is not coming out or out of early access until August. Now, this has ruffled a lot of feathers, one within the art community, the people that have been there since the beginning, and a lot of other developers that use early access to kind of build and grow. Uh, Dean Hall, the DayZ creator, is very famous, that loves these games said very clearly on Twitter that this is just greed, pure and simple. It's an interesting idea. Since the price jump, the amount of players has not dropped off. It's still been the same trajectory. There's been a lot of negative review scores, but Steam reviews are just a, a, mess. a massive pain and and misery. No yeah. one like that. That's what you go when you want to think about killing yourself. Mm, I'd probably go to the YouTube comment section, but well, they're both they're it's both stops on the train to death. Grand Theft Auto Five is really low now. Is it really? Yeah, well, that's because uh, they got rid of mods. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they changed that up. So, so yeah. Steam review scores literally mean kind of nothing yeah, at this point. They're they're a fickle community. But that being said, I do think there's something to examine here because when you buy an early access game, have you guys all purchased and played early access games? Yeah, you made me play uh, Thanks, Travis. We Happy Few. I did. What a great title. Oh my God. And um, you kind of go into it knowing that you're going to spend 15 to 20 bucks and you're not going to get a full complete experience. I've done that with a ton of games. Some of them are completed games. Like some of them are games that I had more fun with than uh, $60 games, but a lot of them aren't. And a lot of them kind of stay in early access for years at a time. DayZ is not a, comp like it's, it's still considered early access. I have a problem with that. By all accounts. Rust is still considered early access. Still a problem with that. By all accounts. So why, you, you've made that known twice. Why do you have a problem <laughs> with that? Like, okay, a game isn't meant to, like, okay, you get a game in early access. Eventually, that's like saying, oh, hey, here's the beta of my game. You can play it here, and then the full release is eventually going to come out with the fixed features, the bug problems not there or whatever, yeah. and it's going to be a full game. The jump from the $30 game to the $60 game, regardless of whether or not like it's to match for console pricing, is it's going out of early access into, you know, not... It's regular access. It's a yeah. full game, a completed game, right? That whole naming convention is kind of stupid because anyone can get it when it's in early access. It's not like it's a secret. Like, it's still regular access. You're playing a game that's in active beta, basically. That's all it is. Yeah. And so then uh, when, it en when it exits that and it enters a full release that can still be updated on and, and improved on and everything, it just it's, it, it's messy, I think. 
in that way because you're saying other games like Daisy, which has been in early access for years, yeah. years and years and years, and like there's changes to it, of course, but it's never going to at this point, obviously, since the creators like Meh, whatever, I don't like this thing, is never going to hit a release. Well, but some games are the, like that, though. Like, I think that is okay to have some games like you think it's that's, never that's okay. True, but to like, have any I, I find it as the same idea as Kickstarter. Yeah, where uh, you say early access is not well. The same okay, as look, look, look. I, I think of, I think of it this way. You say you oh, pay thirty dollars. Friend here, you can't think that you paid thirty dollars for Ark yes. back when it was in early access. Yeah. That's like saying I'm going to pay fifty dollars for. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter or um, even Mighty Number no. Nine, yeah. and then when it comes out, you got to buy it full retail because you weren't one of those backers. Oh, if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't. So that's opt that's in. what I'm saying. So those people that own it already that got it for thirty dollars, that's fine. Yeah, those people that have to buy it afterwards, now that it's a full release, there you go. The big that's, difference, that's the, the big that's distinction there, there is that the person that got to pay that first amount played the game. Yeah. And has been playing it and became part of the community. Kickstarter doesn't work in that same. No, dimension. I understand that, but it, I think it's the same idea because you supported it while it needed the help, and then now that it's a big thing, there you go. The you other distinction there that I think is important is that Kickstarter rewards people that went in early and gave money. Yeah, you this got system to, you early got to... access doesn't reward people at all. They're not getting special items. They're not getting anything that would be special. When they slogged through the community of ARC players, because I was a part of that, slogged through for years to try to get this shitty broken game to any sort of semblance but of something that's completely. The point. That, yeah, that's the point of early access, right? Yeah. Like you're no, going agree, in with you are, the you are the bug fixer. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I think it's fair once you leave early access and going into a retail release to actually raise your price. Because I know players who, I know like a bunch of my friends will not do early access they really? they are against it they oh, I love it though they, they so like the idea of it it's just that of them as gamers they don't see any need for them to actually spend money to get a game that's incomplete you yeah. know what I mean so like I see where the the dev is coming from and being like yeah it's 60 bucks now when we go for retail like fine cool with it do your thing like people are going to buy it it's not that <sighs> big of an issue it's a $30 it's a bit of an issue because it is the most popular of any of these, um, or at least the most successful in terms of finances. These people that bought it already bought it. I know they already bought it, but it's it doesn't when it them. goes into a real um, regular game space, you would assume that that game is now better and and ready. It's it's gotten better since it started. It has, but it's not like this just happened arbitrarily. It's not like this came in with a new patch that got rid of all the other bugs and were retail ready. It's literally just the studio saying we need to fix the finances a little bit. Let's add let's double the price. A hundred percent increase to the price. I don't know. I still I th still think it's dangerous for members of the community. Mm-hmm. That this, play arc. Mm. Like, do you don't think they're at all feeling like the studio wildcard doesn't give a shit about them? I think they think the game's good enough to hit the 1.0. I think the game is good enough to hit the one. What the fuck are you yeah, I say, I mean? think, like, okay, so you could imagine, like, uh, a beta, like I've been talking about, being yeah. like 0 0.8, 0 0.9. It's leading up to the 1.0 uh, release. That's the, the version. Okay. So then they, they think the game's good enough to hit 1.0. And then whatever releases in the future will be 1.1, 1.2. They think it's good enough to get there. Then I don't see what the issue is. I don't know. You don't. It like, could be a money grab like, thing, but at the same time, those people that already own it, yeah, why are they, they crying? Don't have to pay more. You're right. It's not why are they crying. I think it's looking at and trying to trust the people that you've 
began to start a community with. Early access like Kickstarter is about creating a community between the developers and the people that play the game and having that conversation back and forth. And I think the community didn't want this increase because it hurts the industry a little bit. We talked about Daisy and Rust and like Prison Architect and Oxygen Not Included and all these games that I fucking love. When an early access game can show that it's allowed to double its price when it goes to sale, that is going to hurt the value of other games. That's going to hurt Oxygen Not Included and Rust because when they make that decision to not do that and not have the same evaluation, all of a sudden they're not considered a triple A game. So like price, it hurts I think it hurts the other smaller developers. Yeah, but it's a it's a tough thing too when you are developing a game, you put it out into early access and isn't the potential goal for you to get to a $60 retail release. That's, I it's tricky. Like, I don't know if that's the the thing. Like I we, think I don't I don't know what their their intention was coming out uh, coming out with Arc and what the end goal was. Yeah. But I can't I can't for sure say that that was uh, that the $60 release wasn't originally their intention then they're only doing it out of greed. Like the Daisy creator, you know, he said that it is just greed, pure and simple. I can't say that was the fully. The no, he's like, he's clearly a little emphatic. Yeah. He's a little upset. He's a little. He's a, a little upset. He's, he's been salty. He's been working on his game for a while, and all of a sudden, these friggin' Danish bastards. That I, mean, I think <laughs> I think Stevie. Well, I'm sorry if they're not. We've actually had them on the show a long time ago yeah. when the game was like first run in. So that was kind of cool. And they explained to me how you can use poop for everything, and I thought it was hilarious. My you know 23 <laughs> year old self thought it was amazing. But now the poop jokes are gone, and now it's just corporate finance, baby. I don't know. Hey. So I, I you, think you guys are completely cool with this. You think there's I, no issue. If, if you're saying the issues with the price, then it's literally the opposite situation for what we were talking about with G2A. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where if devaluing the game by putting it out on a thing where you can get it for cheap is saying, oh, it devalues everything else that's on there, everything if else related to it. you make it $60, that's then, the thing. I don't, uh, think, I don't think any – you were talking about that, Anton. I don't think any of these early access games – are AAA type. They don't have the same sort of budgeting. They shouldn't cost $60 whatsoever when it comes to the regular Yeah, release. but then you could also look at it as like dollar per hour kind of deal where it's like if you if most people on average have picked up ARC and put in easily over 100, 200 hours, $60 is a small price yeah, to pay enough. to get continual patches to make right. sure you're getting a good game. You know, I, I mentioned it again. This is the third time I'm saying it. I played Zelda for 100 hours. Yeah, you can buying, stop saying no, it. No, buying that plus the Switch comes out to like, say, $550 together. Yeah. That is $5.50 per hour that I put in on Zelda like alone. That, you can't look at it like dollar. I don't like that. But if you're looking at it by a price point in per per how much you're going to pay for the amount of fun you're going to have in that case wise, all right in that case it works in that case again rome total war 2 should cost me eight thousand dollars because i have think i have you like got a thousand it for hours. a song at that point they put down the arbitrary they put down the arbitrary thing it's not it's not that how you look at games that fucking and it should, pinball game that i had in windows 95 should cost me fourteen thousand dollars <laughs> i'm just saying it's not a rule going into purchasing a game it's a rule after the fact like yeah. you know was it worth it was it the money worth it and was at the end of the it? day if players are constantly playing a game and have only dropped $60 for it and it seems like something that'll interest you, it is totally worth it. Don't bitch about 60 bucks. I like that. That's where we're going to end. That was a solid place to end. A big thank you from the VGS crew. I'm Andy Burkowski. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, please send us a message. P.Sophistry at gmail.com. I'm joined always 
Anton Mack is usually here every single week. Uh, Richie was here, and Travis just killing it in that last segment, man. Yeah, you were so verbal. <laughs> I we're gonna zoom in on it because there's one moment where Travis is just looking with his thousand eye stare, thousand mile stare, thousand yard. Yeah, I've just. I'm here too. Travis, do you know what ARC is? No, don't care. <laughs> Great, Travis. Just wonderful content. Uh, keep watching all of our other shows, Dialogue Wheel, Point of Interest, and the other stuff we try and do on the channel. And this is on uh, iTunes as well. Talk about video game sophistry. Type that into iTunes. I fixed it. It all works. Uh, thank you guys very, very much. Thanks for having us. You're not. You're here. You're part of this. You're not even my guest. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. There you go. BGS. Without a doubt, the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.